a while back, uh, King Tut's treasure uh, was on exhibit in different places around the world. They insured King Tut's treasure for $900 million. That's a lot of money. But can I tell you something? The Bible says that God's word is better than jewels, that God's wisdom is better than the riches of this land. And so I want you to know today that as you come to the word of God, not only is it valuable, but it truly has the power uh, to change your life. Uh, the scripture says that God's word is living and active and sharper than a uh, that pierces through the deception of the enemy and the lies of the enemy, uh, the misunderstandings of this world to bring us down to the truth of the situation, the truth of our heart condition, and help us uh, put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And so uh, Peter is writing to them about holiness. He's called them to holiness. Now he's telling them how uh, they can go about being holy and living holy lives, or to live a set-apart life, which is what being holy means. And so uh, this holiness comes about through the power of God's Word, but also through the obedience of God's people to His Word. If you want to think of this as a key, obedience is the key that unlocks the power of God's Word for your life. Okay? A lot of people listen to God's Word. A lot of people study God's Word. Sometimes there may be no change. Sometimes they may be lost. Uh, but what happens is when a person surrenders themselves to obedience to Christ, the Word of God then begins to have its full impact upon their lives. And so uh, sometimes people say, well, why does one person grow slowly another person grow quickly? Um, Oftentimes, it may have to do with the surrendered attitude of one person's heart versus another person's heart. And then we grow through the power of God's Word as we're surrendered to Him. But God's Word has a great value in the way that it works in our life. We're going to talk about the different ways God's Word is valuable to us today. And that's the title of my message, is the value of God's Word. So we need to be in the Word of God and praying for God to minister to us through his word. Look with me at 1 Peter 1 and verse 22. It says, Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth, so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other, from a pure heart love one another constantly, because you have been born again not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God, for all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. In this word is the gospel, or good news, that was proclaimed to you. So the value of God's word, how is God's word valuable for us? Well, first of all, it produces holiness. It produces holiness. If you look at verse 22, he says, Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth. What truth is he talking about? The truth of God's word. You have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth. 
What sets us apart in our love as Christians? Obedience to the word of God. What sets us apart uh, in our righteousness as God's people? Obedience to the word of God. Now we do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. But the word of God produces a holiness within us. Uh, The psalmist, uh, many years before this, in Psalm 119 says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against God. And so if you want to know how to live a holy life, a righteous life, it is found in obedience to the word of God. Now, by the way, as you live in obedience to the word of God, as you live a holy life, you will live life in the way that God intended it to be lived. You see, many people are looking for the secret of life. They think, well, you know, if I can just read the right self-help book, if I can just get all my act together, dot all my I's and cross all my T's, I will have the kind of life that is meaningful and full of purpose. But actually, life is not filled with the meaning and purpose that it needs until we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And God's Word is what brings us into that relationship with Jesus Christ and leads us on the path of holiness. So it produces holiness, and that holiness, I believe, will increase as we grow spiritually. So how is God's Word valuable to us? First of all, it produces holiness. Secondly, it promotes love. He says, uh, reading verse 22 again, he says, Since you have purified yourselves by obedience to the truth, so that... You show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart. Now, sincere brotherly love. God's word promotes love. How so? Well, even from the earliest days. When God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai, what did God tell Moses? He gave him ten commandments. The first four have to do with our love of God. The last six have to do with our love of others. And so God's word reveals to us, this is what it looks like to live in love for God, to live in love for our neighbor. He spelled it out very clear. Thou shalt not, or thou shalt, uh, have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Uh, Honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy and all these things. These were the love of God. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet what your neighbor has. All these things are ways that show us how we love other people. What does love look like? Love is something that does not take advantage of another person or do them harm. Uh, Of course, we find a deeper picture of love in Jesus Christ. And, of course, in the, in the sending of the Holy Spirit, God empowers us to a whole new level of love. But how do we learn to grow in love? Well, we learn through God's Word. We see examples of what it means to not love somebody the way we should, but also what it means to love people the way we should. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is found in Thessalonians, and Paul is talking about his pastoral ministry to them. And he says, he says you know, How we ministered among you and how you were precious to us like our own children. And we ministered to you like a nurse cares for a baby. We ministered to you the word of God. and How we labored day and night so we wouldn't be a burden to you. And and all these things. When we taught you the word of God day and night, we're teaching you the word of God. 
because we love you. We gave not just the word to you, but we gave our own lives also. Uh, This was the heart of love that God gave the Apostle Paul for his people. But this is the heart of love that God gives to us as we lay down our lives for the sake of others. Stephen, the godly deacon in Acts, laid down his life so he could preach the gospel to people who needed to know Jesus Christ. This was a love. He, he knew it wasn't going to be received well. And yet he, he spoke the truth and he pointed people to Jesus Christ and they stoned him to death for it, but he did it because of love. Jesus Christ gave his life because of love as our great example. And of course there's no love like his love. He knew exactly what was going to happen, not just in the physical suffering, but also in the spiritual suffering as he bore the wrath of God for our sin, as he took the justice of God for all the sin of all humanity for all time upon himself in one moment of time. Only God the Son could have taken it, but Jesus knew it was coming. And yet the Bible says he set his face toward the cross. This is the example of love. Jesus also showed that love when Peter, he denied him three times. Jesus met with him after his resurrection. And uh, he talked with Peter and he said, look, uh, Peter, yeah, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. Three times he recommissions Peter because Peter had denied him three times. This is the love of Christ. He says, Peter, I'm not finished with you. Yes, you failed me, but I still love you. Aren't you grateful for the love of God? I tell you what, I've needed it so many times. I'm grateful that God is a God of love. But God's word promotes this love in us. How does it do that? Well, one way it does it is it, it helps us to see where we're not lined up with God. Because true supernatural love that comes from God can only be brought about through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is quenched in our lives when we sin against God. So the Word of God points out the sin in our lives so that we can confess that sin and repent of it and be in the place where God can fill us with His Spirit and love other people through us. Uh, God's Word uh, not only instructs us in love, not only uh, points out our sin so that we can be uh, aligned with God, but it also uh, points us and inspires us, it points us to Jesus Christ and inspires us with his example. So it promotes his love. Uh, value of God's word, how is it valuable? It pr- produces holiness, it promotes love. Thirdly, it brings life. Uh, if you look at verse 23, he says, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, in other words, the kind of seed you throw in the ground in the garden, but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. The word of God brings spiritual life, eternal life. Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus, you need more than religion. You need a heart change, Nicodemus. Something has to happen down deep inside you. How does this Heart change take place. It happens through the Holy Spirit, as Jesus mentions in John chapter 3, but it also happens through the Word of God. The Word of God is the specific tool 
that God has chosen to bring salvation to human souls. I remember when I was a mechanic in the military, they, we had this uh, place called the bench shop. The bench shop had special tools that we would need sometimes in, in unique cases. We had something to fix. And I remember one day we were having trouble getting something off, and we went in, and we got this huge, I'd never seen a ratchet that big in all my life. I mean, that thing was like four or five feet long. And we put that ratchet on there, boy, it came off just like butter. But I needed the right tool in order to accomplish the task. You see, God has given us the right tool to bring spiritual life to human souls, and that is the Word of God. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save sinners, but not just preaching. He's chosen God's people as His witnesses. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. This is not just a message for pastors. That's the great commission for God's church. I want to tell you something. There is power in the Word of God. Uh, a few years ago, we did a study. Uh, it was actually an evangelism study with a guy named Bill Fay. And he was sharing how he talks to people about Jesus. And it, it's a very simple thing. He has some scriptures that he has marked in his Bible. And he flips open to those scriptures and he just has a person read it out loud. And then he asks them, what's that mean? And if they don't get it right, he says, read it again. And so after two or three, four times, maybe sometimes even five times, he said, I have them read it five times over and they'll, they'll get it. And he said, I see the, the power. And he said, while they're thinking, I'm praying. And I'm saying, God, open their eyes to your truth. And people come to Christ. I remember I was, a, I was in high school. I was working in a steakhouse on Alcoa Highway. Uh, and I was a busboy. And I was on break at the steakhouse. And there was this man who had come. He'd, he'd been working there for a couple of weeks. And uh, he had he'd moved from another state. He'd lost his job. And he was looking for work in the area. I was just working at the steakhouse on a basis. But I just felt led to talk to him about Jesus. And I didn't have a polished presentation. I just opened the Word of God. He said, I would like to know how to have a relationship with Christ. Sometimes people are just waiting for you to ask. They're ready. But anyway, I opened it up, and I just read him some scriptures with a brief explanation. Did, are you ready to trust Christ? Would you like to do that now? He said, yes, I would. And right there on break in the steakhouse, he gave his heart to Christ. The next week, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I was just a kid. I didn't think anything about follow-up or anything like that. The next week, he came, came to uh, the steakhouse and was talking to me. He said, yeah, he said, family went to church. He said, I'm going to be baptized. I didn't tell him any of that stuff. God had changed his heart. That's the power of the word of God. Listen, Spurgeon, somebody asked Spurgeon, uh, Spurgeon, how do you defend the word of God? He says, defend it. I just let it loose. It's like a lion. It has a power on its own. It's amazing how God has, has given life, not just to me at salvation, but how he's restored my life through his word. Uh, David said that uh, the Lord is, is the good shepherd, that he, he, uh, he actually restores my soul. I found this over and over again. 
in my time with God when I open the pages of Scripture, asking God to speak to me how God will begin to apply his word to my heart. Sometimes there's rebuke. Sometimes there's comfort. Sometimes there's correction. Sometimes there's instruction. But what I've found over and over and over again is that the living word of God revitalizes my soul. It brings life. So if you're witnessing to to somebody and trying to tell them how to be saved, open the word of God. If you forget everything else, just open the word of God and talk to them about uh, the things of Christ. So uh, God's word is valuable because it produces holiness. It promotes love. Thirdly, it brings life. Fourthly, it persists forever. Verse 23 says, uh, You have been born again not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, all the glory like a flower of grass. Grass withers, flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. It persists forever. Somebody was telling me this past week, uh, I look in the mirror and I don't see what I used to see. Uh, I resemble that remark. I, I recognize that. We do. We get old, don't we? And ultimately, enough time passes, you and I are going to be gone from the scene. There will be another generation, but can I tell you, the word of God will remain. And when this world is burned up and all of it is, is past forever, God's word will remain. It endures forever. Uh, I remember talking with a deacon at the first church and he was telling me, he said, I'm at the stage of life, pastor, where life quit giving me things and it has started taking things away from me, people away from me. He said, all my friends are, are dead. He said, my, the only, I only have one family member left. He said, uh, I'm the only one living. And he said, uh, more and more, uh, I, feel, I feel isolated uh, as a person. And uh, my heart went out to him. But, you know, our family and friends may one day pass. We may be here, and they may not be here. But can I tell you, God's word will be here. It endures forever. And it will continue to give comfort. Listen, one of the best things you could ever do for your children is to teach them the word of God. Help them memorize scripture. Uh, put it to it. My mom put, a, put Psalm 34 uh, to a goofy tune. And I t- I'll tell you, I still remember it to this day. Sometimes my siblings and I will be horsing around. One of them will, will start singing that. You know, and then we all start singing it. and We kind of laugh about it. But can I tell you something? There's a little bit of a genius in that. Because I have never forgotten those words. And can I tell you, those words have comforted me in difficult times. They have, they have revitalized my soul. And uh, God's word has a way of coming just when you need it. Many times as I've been witnessing to somebody, a scripture that I've learned will pop into my head. And I'll share it. Sometimes it's a scripture I haven't thought about in some time. But it will pop in my head. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God brings it to mind just when you need it. Or you're struggling. I, I, I remember uh, one time I was struggling and... Uh, just encouraged and, and struggling. 
and I asked God, I said, Lord, I, I just kind of need to hear from you. And the scripture came to mind. And I remembered, I thought, wow, that's a great scripture. That, and it ministered to my soul. Listen, God can use the word of God in the hearts and lives of your children like you wouldn't believe if you'll teach it to them. Teach your kids the word of God. Teach your grandkids the word of God. Uh, grandma and grandpa. Uh, sometimes you got both parents working and everybody going in every which direction. Grandma and grandpa get the kids, right? Golden opportunity to teach them the word of God. I can remember my mom reading me Bible stories. You know, we'd get those Bible story books like they sell today. And we would, we would misbehave. I mean, we would cut up and we would crack jokes and I'd turn my head upside down so I could see the way her mouth looked when she was talking upside down. I mean, we, she probably thought, what in the world am I doing this for? It's having no impact whatsoever. But I still remember those stories that she shared with me so many years ago. Listen, it's powerful. Learn the Word of God yourself. I encourage you. I, you won't do it probably the whole afternoon, in one afternoon, but... Go through Psalm 119 and see all the blessings that God's word will bring to your life. Blessing after blessing after blessing. Hide it in your heart. Treasure it. God's word will be here after all of us have gone, and it is far more valuable than anything you, you hold dear in your life. Uh, it is truly the key to living and the key to life. Um, it persists forever. Uh, I remember uh, seeing a commercial and the lady's, you know, she's got her earrings on and her diamond necklace and she says, diamonds are forever. Listen, diamonds are going to burn up one day. That's what the Word of God says. But the Word of God is forever. Value it above everything else and hide it in your heart so that it can change your life. The value God's Word, <clears throat> how is it valuable? It produces holiness, promotes love, brings life, and persists forever. Be in God's Word. Come to church to hear God's Word. Uh, spend quiet time with God where you read God's Word. Memorize God's Word. Teach it to your kids. Talk with your friends about God's Word. Uh, let it be the topic of your life because it is truly able to change your life. And it will change churches as well. Listen, that's one reason we, we preach the word of God here. Because I'm convinced of the power of God's word. I'm not much convinced about my own power, but I am convinced of the power of God's word. God's word changes things. Build it into your life and see what he will do. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the amazing blessing that you've given to us in scripture. Thank you for guiding the different authors of scripture over the, the centuries, Lord, and even the millennia. Uh, and Lord, through your divine power, providing a unified message of your truth. And Lord, I just pray that as your people, we will, will hide God's word in our heart. Lord, that we'll let it change our lives, that we'll have an obedient heart, ready to respond to your word, God, so that you can change us. And uh, Lord, help people as they respond to you right now uh, to uh, surrender to your purposes uh, that you want to 
accomplish in their, in their lives in your way. Lord, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know Jesus, God, I pray.